from the darkness between the stars comes your voice from the void, a place for conversations on the occult and the esoteric. Thank you for tuning in to this strange signal. You have found your strange signal from a lonely star, the return of the voices from the void. With me again is my good friend Kathy Pye, and her sister Colleen is joining us. So I will throw it to the two of you first. Thank you for joining me so that you can give a brief introduction of yourself and then we will begin. Thank you. Colleen, yeah. go first. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> Sisters. Uh, you go. Uh, yeah, I'm Colleen uh, and I don't know why I'm here, but uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. And uh, I actually, this isn't something I really get to talk to a lot about just because it's um it's hard talking to people who don't understand or don't have it themselves um experience you know those experiences themselves so i'm really excited to kind of talk to other people who are you know either interested at the very least or have had similar experiences and and hopefully kind of branch from there yeah i i'm kind of on the same wavelength um i feel like Colleen probably will have more stories than I do, but I just wanted to kind of say we grew up in a family that, well, at least some, most our family believe there's other stuff, you know, at the very least energy exists. Um, and I would say more on our mom's side, we have more of a connection to the other world, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I don't know, it'll be interesting. I'm interested to see what Colleen says too. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't talk about this kind of stuff a lot. So <laughs> even though Kat is probably one of the people who knows the most, I'm sure there's plenty that I've kept to myself. <laughs> well, I think you both are being willing to share your experiences and I will share some of mine as well as is appropriate. And even though that I, I do have this podcast, although I must admit that I have been neglecting it with the chaos of this year, but with Solomon swiftly approaching and a time of year that is traditionally celebrated as a thinning of the bell between worlds, I thought it was appropriate to come on and talk about these things. And, you know, I, I want to encourage both of you to, to share anything that you want to about your own practices, religiously or occult wise that you do, and, you know, ostensibly to share in the vernacular ghost stories. Yeah, that's I've got plenty. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've heard. And one of the reasons I have been looking forward to having you on. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to like push Colleen into whatever she wants to talk about, but I, I do want to say um, just for context for the audience, I'm 14 years older than Colleen. And so I remember her since birth, obviously. And um, I can remember as early as two years old, three years old when she was. Um, and this is before she talked. She didn't talk for a long time, but she would have friends um, that were obviously not there to the rest of us. And mm -hmm. it felt even back then more than just an imaginary friend. Like I've always felt like she was seeing things that we didn't see. Um, and so for her anyways, I feel like it's been an early process and has lasted most of her life, but I'll let you talk about that coming. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it really is 
it has been forever. And, and, you know, I didn't start really talking about that kind of thing until I was probably in my early teens, but mom has said the same thing, you know, it, it wasn't just imaginary friends. And, and like Kat said, I, I didn't start talking till I was almost four years old. Um, but my mom has said too, that like, you know, here's this kid who's barely speaking on her own. And then randomly though, I would have these phrases or sentences that I would just miraculously be able to state um, and much more mature statements than I was capable of making on my own at that time. Um, and mom has even said to, you know, silly ghost story type things like, I had a, a teddy bear that sang music and she said in the middle of the night sometimes it would somehow get from my crib into their room and just be playing in the middle of the floor um you know and, and so it's like I think those kind of things is like what we see in scary movies and stuff but what it comes down to is just like you know we're all made up of energy and energy doesn't die and it has to then form itself into something new and find something to, you know, utilize as its new host. Um, so that's my thing too. It, when I do <laughs> occasionally talk about this with people, I kind of always start off with that. You know, if, if you don't believe in it, here's a little science. We're made of energy. Energy doesn't die. So now tell me where you think it goes. Yeah. You know, it's got to go somewhere. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, this has been kind of a lifelong thing. And, and once I, you know, from there, I mean, as a young kid, I, it started really terrifying me because, you know, there was no sudden change. It was always that, but it, I was getting older. So I was starting to understand things without actually understanding them. So I spent, you know, probably ages four to like 13 I, I spent most of my nights uh crying myself to sleep because I was so insanely afraid of dying um and I didn't know why we didn't have any intimate deaths in our family you know I had never seen someone die I, I didn't really watch scary stuff so I I never understood why I had this just intense fear of dying and then you know as I got older I started realizing it was because I was so intimately involved in it every day of my life. Um, and eventually, uh, you know, I, I admitted to my mom and said, you know, it's just, I'm a terrified of dying. And, and this little boy in my room comes every single night and he just makes me more afraid of it. And um, that's when kind of things started rolling where my mom was like, wait a second, okay here's what I can tell you about when you were, <laughs> you know, so young. And then Kathy kind of started chiming in too. And that's when I started realizing like, you know, I always had kind of a, a sus suspicion, uh, excuse me, that maybe I was connected to the other side. But, you know, as a nine, 10 year old, you really don't have that ability to think that broadly. And, right. and you, all you understand it as, as uh you know i i see the scary movies but like i don't know anyone no kids at school are like yeah i see ghosts you know so mm -hmm. um yeah i don't know i it, like i said there's just it's always been a part of me and um as i've gotten older 
now I'm starting to want to practice it because it's like any skill, you know, the more you practice it, the more you study it, the more open and the better you can become at it. And so now I'm really trying to embrace it and figure out how do I make it useful? What can I do for people here and on the, I don't want to say the other side, because I believe there's a billion sides <laughs> that exist. Uh, but yeah, how, how can I be beneficial? Um, so yeah, no, I don't know if that answered. I don't even know if there was a question there. We're I'm just talking. talking. <laughs> yeah, we're just kind of talking. What's the silly question there? But of course, your answer does raise some for me. And I can only relate it to my own experience. And uh, let me preface that by saying, you, you know, I've always heard other people talk about and various occultists or researchers in the supernatural say the kids do have a connection to this stuff that but that eventually you learn to put blinders on mm -hmm. to that it kind of goes away and so for me the, the first the first experience with the supernatural that I can really even remember wasn't my experience it was my mother's mm -hmm. and it was right after my grandfather had passed away it was before, because he passed away one afternoon, we left, we were living in Tennessee at the time, and we returned to Kentucky the next day, and mom told me that the day that we were going back to Kentucky, that her dad had come and visited her that night, sat down on the bed and talked to her, mm. and, and so I do think that there is something about, whether it's in your family or just uh, this is kind of a trope from horror movies and stuff too, but I think things become tropes for a reason sometimes. And that if you are in between worlds or dimensions or, or however you want to phrase it, and you can see somebody who you can communicate with, you, you would want to send messages to people. And I think that there, there probably is a reason that those of you, you who have this natural gift from birth and don't have to, to, not saying that you don't have to work at it, but that you have always kind of been able to do that, that that probably does lead to a lot of attention from the other sides that you have to learn to deal with. Mm -hmm. That's true, because I feel like it's almost like putting up a little light that says, oh, hey, we can communicate with her. Maybe we can get through through her. Yeah, I think, too, you can relate it to, you know, life on earth I guess <laughs> if you will um, because you know it's just like us like if you see two houses that you're gonna walk into and one's like bright and beautiful and there's a sign on the door that says welcome and the other house has a sign on the door that says don't come in yeah you're probably gonna walk in the one that says welcome and I think it's it's exactly the same you know they yeah. look for for someone who's gonna be compassionate and welcoming and you open. know open yeah exactly so and I think that there's probably also a difference and it might be worth discussing this a little bit here at least in my mind maybe and I might be the only one on this that there's a difference between for what we're terming ghosts for lack of a better term and spirits mm -hmm. because to me those are two separate things and they both probably exist kind of in the same way if we think about it as multi-dimensional theory they might not exist within the same dimension but they probably overlap mm -hmm. and what i mean by that of course is ghosts are the, the, the things that you think of when you think about this the unquiet dead uh, spirits are things that were once living mm -hmm. whereas with spirits I, I i 
the Neverborn, so Fae or um, yeah, tree and and plant spirits, that kind of thing, and Native and other religious conceptions. Um, and I don't know if the two of you have had any kind of experience with both, or if it's strictly been one or the other. Um, but for me personally, it has always been much more interactions with things that I would characterize as ghosts, although there has been experiences that I can, that had to have been things that would more fall into the Neverborn. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I've, and I think I might've mentioned this in one of my, the other podcasts with you, Ben, but I have had a connection with the Fae for a really long time. Um, I don't even know when I realized that's what that was, um, but I, I do a couple things. Like, I think there is that connection to like ancestors and other people that have passed. And then there's also spirit world that could be like elemental or whatever you want to call it. Um, but also, yeah, and it's funny because I just was reading something very interesting about, along these lines the other day. It was talking about also ancestors, not just being our human ancestors. And I thought yeah. that was fascinating. You know? um, but yeah, I, I personally have had that connection with the Fae. Um, and I think we have a pretty strong tie to Ireland. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people are Irish. I get that in America, you know, uh, but we were raised more to celebrate that culture. Um, and I always wondered if the Fae came around because of that. I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of a guesstimate for me, but I do know, and I, I won't talk for Colleen, but I know that she has had some things happen that relate to Ireland as well. So anyways, again, talk <laughs> in circles, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say too, though, you know, I think when it comes to spiritual, there's a lot of um, spiritual things that people can experience and probably don't realize it that don't necessarily directly relate to the quote other side. Um, and I don't know if any, I don't know if Kat has ever thought about it this way, but like Kat and I have a really strong um connection like we call it our sister telepathy mm -hmm. and um that's one thing that to me it it's a spiritual connection i can be and especially this year it's it's really tested it's been tested a lot because you know i can be at my home and it's like i have a message come into my brain and i'm and because i'm an empath too i can immediately feel how kathy's feeling and it can be very it can be either great or it can be very you know hard because yeah um I, i'm still learning how to protect myself from you know that empath <laughs> all that other stuff quality. yeah so you know to me like that's a, even a spiritual connection even though she's living i'm living uh there's this there's a spiritual connection that creates this just crazy communication between us that we can't really even control <laughs> yeah. it, and it happens 
all the time. I mean, we joked once that we should probably just stop texting each other because mm -hmm. it's just us saying what each other's saying and feeling all the time. <laughs> but I do believe that too, is like there is that spirit or however you want to say it between the living as well. Yeah. And I don't know how that, you know, I don't know how that comes in with quote unquote, the other side. I'm saying that just because I have, I have, it's like lack of better term, but um, sure. you know, it's, there is, there's some odd connection that us humans haven't really been able to explain. I'm okay with not being able to explain everything, but anyways, yeah, so. Yeah, that one, I feel like too, at least for me, I think um, the way that I get messages from Kat, I think part of why it's easier to, or I don't know if it's easier, but it's been easy kind of for me to comprehend it is because the way I get messages from Kat is almost identical to how I get messages from the other side. So that's why I, I don't know how it, you know, is delivered, but sure. I know that it enters my body and my soul and my brain in the same way. Um, and that's, almost every time basically if I ever say was that my thought it wasn't my thought <laughs> that's how I usually know <laughs> um, yeah and so you know the other thing too is you know like we've said it's it's so multi-dimensional because um even though I do receive you know this communication just between her and between past um you know, people, uh, they also, even within that, they all communicate differently. Um, and any one of my senses can be alerted. You know, a lot of time it is just a thought, but I also have stories in which it was very visual or it was very um, uh, like touch. I, I could feel their touch, you know? Um, and those are usually, usually if it's touch or visual, they're a little bit uh, I don't want to say scarier, but like, Probably in a sense, yeah, they're, they're just more shocking because they're a little bit more real. I mean, they are real, but you know, yes. they're, they're more, they're right there in front of you. And, um, you know, I've also had some experiences with less kind spirits, um, which is obviously even scarier because then it, it actually does affect my well being and, uh, that can be really daunting. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's really interesting um, because I've never had someone else's at least not that I couldn't identify or not that I know of just someone else's thought appear in my brain, and I don't have any siblings or anything like that. That does beg the question for me, um, and I, and I'll ask it, and then I'll get back to this and give you two time to to think about it with the age difference, has it always been like that? Or is this something that has developed later on in life? I mean, Colleen, since you were able to receive these these messages, for lack of a better term, um, at such a young age, maybe not necessarily for you, but for a cat, I wonder if that's the case. Um, now, going back to my own experiences, like I said, I've never really just had a thought appear unbidden in my mind. So to me, that seems like it would be very scary. Mm. My experiences have all been involving the other senses such as seeing the vague outline of something or um, I, I have felt one time 
I felt something climb into bed with me. Oh. So it felt like the, yeah. you know, the, like the pressure on the mattress and everything. Yeah. Or heard voices and stuff. It, it, primarily, it has been auditory. Um, there for a while when I was really super active and going to places where there was a lot of this type of activity, the spiritual activity, I would feel my lats on my back just tense up, wow. you know, yeah. and everything because there was something there, you know, not necessarily the, the feeling of somebody looking at you and you can't see it, but just that there is something else here, kind of like the hackles on the back of your neck yep. standing and kind of thing. Sounds- yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, to, to answer your question, no, if I remember it. <laughs> I, he was asking if, if you, like when I was young, were you still receiving from me, even though that age difference was so drastic? Yeah, actually, it's interesting because, so I left the house when Colleen was four, I was 18, and I always say that the hardest part of leaving the house was because of Colleen and our and our other sibling, um, our, our brother, and I think part of that was having that connection. Um, I think a little of it, too, was like, I was kind of the built-in babysitter, obviously, because of my age. Um, And so Colleen and I spent a lot of time together. Um, And so I think you do build that relationship. So it probably has gotten stronger over the years, but it always has felt like different. Um, I won't spill my guts, but I I think there was a letter I actually wrote you a while ago, Colleen, or maybe it was for your wedding. I don't know, but it was basically I said, I knew, I knew you before you were here, you know, mm-hmm. I, I always felt like there was someone I was supposed to know even before she was born. And then when she did arrive, it was like, oh, there it is. There she is, you know? Um, and, and I know like sibling uh, relationships can be close like that, but it just always felt different, you know? So. Yeah. Well, and even from my end, you know, I think sometimes I wonder if that's part of why, and we actually kind of have said this with both you and Sean, but we kind of joke that part of the reason why it took me so long to speak was because Sean and Cap just always understood what I was needing or, or saying. Like I would literally yeah. talk absolute gibberish yeah. and my mom says that either Cat or Sean would just be like, oh, she's just just saying this. Right. You know, it's like, we she literally like said nothing. Later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so for me too, like, as far as receiving, I think that connection, yeah, was always there. But as, you know, a little kid, it's almost like I had to translate in my brain. I don't understand her mature 14 or 18 year old thoughts. Mm -hmm. So my brain just had to pack it down into just like a feeling or something like that. Um, But yeah, as we've gotten older, um, that, that connection has definitely grown and changed a lot I think and I think the more we're we've talked about it too because obviously for a long time like Colleen said she didn't talk about any of that um and the more stories she shared with me that obviously has changed things too because I'm like "Ah, okay we're again on the same wavelength Um, so I don't know um I don't know if I asked Colleen this, but I just a quick story. When our maternal grandmother died two years ago, 
Um, the night before she died, now she had had a stroke and we knew like she was in hospice. Um, but the night before she died, I had just laid down to go to bed and my grandmother was standing in my doorway. And I, for the first time, I wasn't scared because I see a lot of visions at night and that mm -hmm. really jolts me. I'm kind of a fraidy cat. I hide under the blankets. I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but for the first time in a really long time, I felt absolute no, you know, nervousness. I wasn't scared and I knew it was her and, and I knew what she was coming to say, you know, and then the next morning um, they called us and told us she had passed. But, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think about those things too, kind of like Ben, you were talking about your grandfather and I think families do have those experiences more than they admit. Um, but also I know not everyone can even feel beyond their family, you know, anyways, I just little tidbit about that, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would, I mean, I haven't had that particular experience, but before my dad passed, he said that he saw um, like his dad and my uh, maternal grandfather. So his father-in-law and various other people. And when my great grandmother passed, she said very similar things that, mm -hmm. you know, calling out to people who had passed on in the room. And, you know, at, to be honest, I think that's one of the things that was so powerful. And this is going to take us into to a little bit of dark territory. So I don't necessarily know that we want to stay there that long. But George Floyd, the yeah. video of George Floyd, when he was calling out to his deceased mother. Yes. You know, uh, so I do think that there definitely is something to that. And I, I don't know, Colleen, if you want to um, address Kat asking about your grandmother or not. But, uh, you know. My my aunt, just a little bit before my grandfather passed away, her dad um, said that, you know, she saw a vision of of him like right before. So I, I agree. I think that this is a, a fairly common thing of the message being spread for comfort or welcoming of transition. Yep. Yeah. And I just want to point out that I love that you called it a transition because that's that's what I always try to preach is like, you know, we're taught to, and actually I shouldn't even say we as a whole, but like our particular society is taught that death is the end all be all and it's this horrible, terrible thing that happens to us. And it's actually this like insanely beautiful thing. It's, you know, you're transitioning into everything yeah <laughs> I don't know how right. to explain it but like we're so minuscule in this life and that's not to say that we don't we aren't important in this life but we're so minuscule in the grand scheme of things and then we transition into this just insanely incomprehensible uh, existence which I just thought I'd say is really neat but um yeah I think too you know as far as being called to uh, but by families or calling to families and this kind of relates back to even our particular Irish roots um, 
and this is probably what Kat was saying when she said that I have some stories about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did come in contact with it. You know, we were at this, we were doing a haunted tour at, at this place in Milwaukee that does have a lot of really rich history. Um, and there was a woman there who was killed. Uh, she was strangled by a lover. And uh, they actually never were able to find her body because they, they aren't quite sure where he, he went with her. But um, we were on this haunted tour and even approaching her bedroom or whatever I started feeling really sick and I had this very clear voice come into my head that I should not go up up to this bedroom but I'm on a tour like what am I supposed to do like hey guys go start talking to me gotta go uh, I'm, I'm with 10 strangers like I'm not gonna say that um so we get up there and you know tour guide is explaining the story uh and as soon as we walk in we're actually in what now is a kitchen and immediately I felt hands on my throat and I was really struggling to breathe. I started getting really lightheaded uh, I, and I was holding on to my boyfriend, now husband, because uh, I, was, I was barely able to stand. Like the, the oxygen was just so quickly depleting from my body. And then we were, we walked into the next room and I, I eventually had to sit down, but I just... I was so terrified of passing out in front of this group of people who, of course, you know, was kind of like, oh, this is funny, you know, mm. who knows if it's real, it's probably not, but like, you know, I was very much in the midst of it. Um, and what was so crazy is that, you know, I, I, like I said, I felt these hands around my throat, I can't breathe, I'm about to pass out, and he gets to the part of the story where he says, you know, uh, this lover came and strangled her to death and I was just like oh my god why do you gotta do it to me like <laughs> like you know how bad this sucks leave me out of it but um you know and, and even then we get to the part of the tour where you know I don't know if you've heard of these little metal rods that people use uh, to interact yeah yeah uh so they like cross and open to in, oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah instigate like yes or no whatever so this group who i'm with they're drunk i'm they're strangers to me they're asking just silly stupid questions you know and again i get another message she says i'm leaving she's she was sick of the disrespect you know and um so she left and the rods never moved from that point on um, and so afterwards, I was very, very upset because uh, prior to that, I had been into a very toxic relationship in which I really had, there was only one spirit that would talk to me during that time. Um, and this was the first, it actually makes me. Take your time. It's okay. Sorry, <laughs> it actually makes me emotional to think about because it was this um, kind of welcoming back in uh, as, as painful as a welcoming as it was. Right. Um, it was very much this welcoming back in like, you know, hey, that's the past and, and you're here with us again now. And uh, 
so anyway, so my boyfriend, <laughs> Zach, my husband now, had no idea what was going on. I had never brought that up. I, like I said, I don't choose to talk about these things very often. And so I eventually was like, look, you're going to think I'm crazy. We've been dating for two months, but I'm just going to tell you, I've had this, you know, little connection my whole life. Um, I almost passed out back there because the woman he was speaking about was coming to me and she was, me as an empath was taking on what she had to experience. Um, he was like, let's go back. Like, we got to talk to this guy. <laughs> so like, and she's still with Zach. No. <laughs> so yeah, now we're married. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, well, so we go back to the tour guide. I'm like, look, again, I know you're into this stuff, but you're going to think I'm crazy. I'm just going to tell you what happened, blah, blah, blah. He's like, let's go talk. So we go up there. And as soon as we get up there, she came right back. It was just us three and her. And um, I started asking her questions. And I know this is kind of a long story, but... No, <laughs> So I'm asking her questions. The first question I asked is, are you trying to warn me about the person I'm with? Mind you, he's standing right there. Mm -hmm. uh, and she was like, immediately, no, you know, very quick. So I was like, okay, good. I just needed to get that out of the way. <laughs> um, but then one of the things I asked was, and this is where your question comes in. I asked her, I said, did you clearly you knew I was open to you but did you feel it a, spe a special connection because you knew I was Irish and immediately those rods just crossed so fast to say yes mm -hmm. um you know it's just like she sensed this this spiritually ancestral connection to me right. saw that I was also open yeah. you know and and it just felt like it again you can relate it to real life you know if you meet a couple of people or say you go on uh, do speed dating or something and you can find that like connection with someone like oh I'm Irish too what a coincidence right. it just makes you more apt to want to connect more with them and see what else you have in common because we as humans, by default, we just like to be around people who are similar to us. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it just, it, there's so many branches to that, whether it's family or, you know, um, uh, heritage or whatever. But um, I just, yeah, I thought, it it was interesting for sure and and that's probably one of my I should say scarier stories too um it was definitely the first time I had really been concerned for my well-being in that moment um but yeah so that somewhat reminds me of one of my experiences uh, only in one way but and I think I may have told you about this cat when I had you on before, but in one of the places that I used to live with the most paranormal activity, there was uh, a circle out on some public land that we used to go to. Actually, I guess it was private. It was corporately owned, but anyway, um, we would jump the fence and go back there anyway. <laughs> of course. And, and, you know, we would, I guess you could call us a coven, although none of us were practicing the same thing, the same belief system. It was just we all believe that there is more than just the straight 
Judeo-Christian thing going on. So we would get together and do stuff together, support each other in any way that we could. And we were out there one night and, you know, that's where I, I saw all kinds of shadow beings and other crazy shit out there in the woods. Um, but one night as we were coming back from leaving there, my roommate was like, hey, there's this old property around here that burnt down. And when it burnt down, two kids died in the fire. And I know where that property is out. I can take you to there because there was a group of us if you want to go. And I heard as clearly as I have heard either one of you, two little kids' voices go, not right now. Um, and I was yeah. like, uh, <laughs> you guys can do what you want to. But I just heard two little kids say, not right now. So I'm not going. <laughs> smart. Very smart. Yeah. And that's something we forget, too, is that, like, these aren't, and it's part of what really bothers me about a lot of these shows on TV and stuff. These are not imaginary fun things to play with. They're not toys. They're, yeah. they're, they were humans with emotions and experiences and hurt and pain and, uh, you know, emotions and pain are, are a form of energy within us. So like, mm -hmm. sure, we can figure out how to deal with them, but just because we've passed doesn't mean that hurt and pain has suddenly disappeared and no longer exists. And so they deserve every bit of respect as you would give a stranger or your friend. Right. Um, and so it's great when people listen to that. If someone says, hey, please leave me alone, or they make it clear, that they don't want you there it's you wouldn't you wouldn't stay in a, a home if someone said hey you know what I'm not feeling great can you leave you'd leave <laughs> right yeah exactly well and, and to that I mean that's very true and, and kind of having that respect for for whatever that it, that manifestation is is important but we also have to remember that sometimes these manifestations like you Mitchell Colleen are not always bright and happy things they can be oh, yes. the 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 manifestation you know when you when you talked about getting choked the first thing that came to my mind is because I, I have heard other people tell this especially if there's a murder suicide kind of thing going on that if something comes in that triggers the the suicide or the person who committed the murder then killed themselves uh, that reminds them of their eternal victim they will assault that and, and sometimes these things happen. I have a friend, we were out in a graveyard one night and passed by the grave of this, this guy who had murdered people and, and she got scratches, physical scratches on her body because yeah. she resembled the one of the women he had killed. Mm. So. Yeah. yeah, that's scary. I, I yeah. know that's, I think that's kind of where I've always put a line to like if I even feel like it's going to be a bad situation I'm out of there <laughs> yeah. you know um, I mean I'm not even sure I would have made it to where you were Ben when you were talking about hearing the kids I would have been gone before that <laughs> but, you know but I mean that's all that's my own like fears and stuff like that you know um well but it's, it's hard to oh sorry go ahead do it I was yeah, I was just gonna say that it's uh, it's hard 
you know, and this is where the practice comes in. As I've gotten older, I've, you know, been able to practice saying, hey, I'm going to respect your space, but you also have to respect mine. Yes. Um, and that takes, it takes a lot and it can be very energy you know, uh, depleting, um, because some just like humans, some don't, will not respect that. Um, and it can be very exhausting. Um, but yeah, that's, like I said, it's, it's crazy because it's a lot more like human interactions than people realize. Mm -hmm. When you say practice, what exactly do you mean? Because especially, um, and trying to break off contact that you don't necessarily want. Because one of yeah. my friends is a practicing Wiccan. So she tries not to invite, do any spirit work inside her home. Yeah. Um, just to, to, to have that space. And she also will put up wards and various other things. But that's in, she's what I would call a hedge witch. Because she has taken little various parts of different spiritual path into into finding her own path which i really think is what most of us do right. some people would call that being a chaos magician but we've had that conversation before so, <laughs> um, so i'm just kind of wondering as somebody who has been a lifelong um medium for lack of a better word and has always had this how do you then turn that spigot off if the default setting is full on where everything is gushing through how do you modify that to to be able to go about your lifestyle and not have it turn into a episode of that tv show with um, jennifer love hewitt on it (laughs) yeah i mean there's there's a lot of things i could say to that um i will start off with the fact that i've had ADD my whole life actually helps um, because I've always been distracted. Everything distracts me um, and it takes a lot of work for me to stay focused anyways. So that's personally, it's one of those things where it's just like if you're sitting in a classroom and someone walks in late, you have the choice to look at them and, and watch them walk to their desk and get you know themselves down and ready. and Or you can just continue focusing on the professor speaking. Um, and so that's part of, uh, that's part of it. <laughs> but more so, you know, obviously, like we were saying, there are sometimes where spirits, they, they don't care. They're going to do everything to get your attention or, or, maybe even try to cause harm to you so that you really pay attention and um again kind of like a human interaction interaction um you have to be very kind of demanding and forceful and say no and this is not okay and um i do some some kind of internal things like i i imagine myself in a protective sphere of some sort um uh or you know that that just kind of helps me really accept that i am saying no um but then the other thing too is there are certain things that and again like human interactions i'm going to say that 40 billion times each person or each spirit is different so like you know if Kathy was at my house, I might ask, just say, hey, Kat, I'm not feeling well. Can you go? But if a robber is in my house, I'm going to be like, hey, get the fuck out of my house. Can I say that word on this podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm, you know, there's different, there's different interactions for each person. And so 
I was just at a house yesterday that I was, um, it was a job site. Um, I was there by myself and the basement had, you know, quite a bit of energy. It didn't feel dangerous, but they didn't feel, they, they weren't really crazy about me being there. Um, and so I went downstairs first, I started speaking right away. I was just like, Hey, I have to be here, you know, just let me get this done real quick. And as I'm doing that, I'm turning on lights, which kind of helps, uh, dissipate some of that energy. Mm -hmm. And then also sometimes what I'll do is I'll either, either use my phone or I'll whistle in a high pitched tone. Um, cause those high pitched tones helps to dissipate that as well. Um, so yeah, like I said, it just kind of depends. Um, you know, I remember at my mom's uh, apartment long ago, uh, I was in her bathtub and all of a sudden from the corner of the ceiling, all, the room just started becoming engulfed in black. Like I, it wasn't, I can't even describe anything other than it was just black and it was very quickly coming towards me and and getting ready to engulf me so I literally and mind you I was like 19 at this point mm -hmm. I ran out of there butt ass naked and just sat, immediately ran to my mom and like hopped in her lap mm -hmm. you know this naked 19 year old <laughs> just like you know clenching onto her mommy because that was one thing I had never experienced. That was one of the first like really negative spirits I had interacted with. Yeah. Um, and that's when I started realizing like, I have to be okay with standing up for myself and saying, you're not welcome here. I'm not comfortable with you here. Or if I'm the one invading their space, hey, I, I promise I'm gonna be as quick as I can. I'm gonna be respectful and you know, whatever. So yeah, there's, it, it just, you have to assess the situation just like in real life. For sure. I know, I think like, cause Ben, when you were saying like your friend doesn't even do that type of stuff in her own home, um, I do, but I don't, I know I'm really careful about what I'm asking to come in, first of all. Mm -hmm. And very clear with my boundaries. It kind of goes back to what you're saying, Colleen, too, is just being really, really clear with like, this is not allowed. This is allowed, you know? Yeah. Um, and always, well, for me anyways, with my practice, since I do a ritual practice pretty regularly, um, it is all very intentional. Everything I do um, before I even allow any of that, you know, to come in. Um, and then I'm very adamant about doing a cleansing afterwards so and I will cleanse until I feel like it's okay now granted sometimes things come in and you don't ask them to you know right. so um again like Colleen was saying I think it's really about putting your boundaries up and saying yep nope you are not allowed here um, I think both of those are, are really important, uh, setting the boundaries. But And this kind of goes to what you were saying, Colleen, about the other people in that ghost tour. We, of course, as a species, have a morbid fascination with death because it is the great unanswerable question. We also are attracted to things that make us feel nervous and spooky and 
this kind of stuff does that. And you see, and I don't necessarily want to blame these like ghost adventures or ghost hunters or any of these TV shows because they're really just typing into a zeitgeist of the spirit psychologically. But one of the worst things that I see, and I've been kind of guilty of this myself, is people who will start messing around with this stuff half-assed and then have something happen and not know how to deal with it. You know, everybody will always tell you, oh, well, you know, Ouija boards are bullshit because they, they say Milton Bradley on them and you can buy them at a toy store. It's not necessarily the tool, it's the intent. Right. So right. you can steer up shit with a Ouija board or the two like divining rods that you're talking about or a pendulum or any of these communications or divination tools, um, yeah. tarot decks, any of this stuff, because it's more, it's a focus for the will. And if you start turning that light on and off, something's going to pay attention and it might be something that you don't want it to, especially if you don't know how to turn the light off once you've turned it on. That, yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to carefully go into this subject. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really, your point, Ben, is really the only reason I have a hard time with this new fascination of being a witch. Um, it's trendy, let's just admit it. You know, yeah. I don't know how that happened, but um, <laughs> it's here, whether we like it or not. Um, I'm also not one to tell a person how to do their magic or anything like that. So that's not what I'm getting at. But I do think to your point, it's really important that you all, you don't just go, oh, look, I have my crystals and blah, 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 and I'm a witch, because that really sets this very irresponsible precedent for what you could be welcoming in, you know? And so really that's it's the only time I get kind of snobby about it. And not to say that I'm, you know, the expert or anything like that, but I do think you need to have a healthy level of respect, you know, with- I think it's like reading a bunch of WebMD articles and saying you're a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. like, yeah, you know, you know some, maybe you know some basic things, but that doesn't, you have to respect the fact that that's all you know. Just the symptoms and yeah, like self-diagnosis yeah. isn't, Colleen and I know all about that. <laughs> it doesn't get to nowhere. <laughs> no, just a lot of anxiety, so. Yeah, I think part of the, the witch thing is just in some ways it's lashing back at the patriarchy, which I completely understand, especially True. in this moment of nasty women and all the other pejoratives that the our dumpster fire of a president has thrown out there. Right. But I, I, I do agree. It's one thing to playfully call yourself a witch, a warlock, what have you. It's another thing to then start light, lighting candles and meditating with a crystal, even if you don't think something's going to happen. Again, you're literally playing with fire right? and met, metaphysically playing with fire too. So Yeah. Well, and I think like if you start to learn to swim, you might want to put like floaties on first, you know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. So um yeah it's just having that like awareness or maybe have a lifeguard around yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, at least. Stuff. you might not Even know better. anybody yeah yeah and i get that because man when i started messing around with this stuff yeah 20 something years ago actually probably closer to 30 yeah. so many years ago that i didn't know anything i mean christ there wasn't even really an internet back then so i was about was to just, say us old people. <laughs> but, us old people. I mean, Colleen knows. Because, yeah, she knows. But I mean, really, 
it was really difficult to find anything on that. And even libraries, it was very hard because I think even then it was still very taboo, you know? Yes. Um, so now I think that's a good point. Like now it, everything's accessible, you know? Yeah, th there was like little hoodoo family ritual stuff. So like we always plant the taters at this time of year yeah. or which is be goes beyond um, agriculture, uh, horticultural practices, uh, throw the few um, salt over your left shoulder if you spill it, or yeah. we never do this to the butter because it'll cause it to spoil, which are, are super family superstitions that make up hoodoo practice. But for anything beyond that, there was like, oh gosh, in the, the Western area of the state that I lived in, they're the largest big city close to me had one shoe store called the ground floor and they would they sold shoes and then they had a, a cobbler there but they also sold occult books they had like one little corner of the store that has some of the Welland books and like little crystals and doodads and that kind of stuff right. and if you knew you could go in there and look at that or ask and they would talk to you about it but otherwise it was just the shoe store downtown right mm -hmm. I know that's fascinating. Well, that's, that's the cool thing about, you know, stuff like this now is people like, you know, kids like me or people like me who grew up even now to this day where it's like really hard for me to want to talk about it because it is such this, you know, distant idea and thing. Yeah. Things like podcasts and as much as I kind of hate social media yeah. it also connects all these people who who need those connections because yeah. they don't have anywhere else to find that information or those that networking so so true because then yeah like you said before you didn't feel comfortable talking to people about that like just your friends you weren't sure you know I mean unless mm -hmm. it's like a really close person so then you find all these people that are like oh my gosh they're just like me and it is kind of a comfort you know like I'm yeah. not alone thank god you know yeah <laughs> so, right for sure yeah yeah I, I think that that's that's very true it, the information age has been good in that way um that you can find information you can find more people who uh again not to opine and pine for the old days but that's one of the reasons when I, I talked about the group of people I was out at that circle with the reason we all practice different traditions is because we had different belief systems but we all had to, to stick together because we were the only people we knew who did anything similar right like so it didn't necessarily matter that we didn't do things the same way it was the fact that we were doing stuff right it was under the same umbrella yeah, yeah. absolutely um, well, I've had you two on here for about an hour, and that's really all I ever ask anybody to sacrifice <laughs> uh, to spend with me. But I want to thank you both. It's been a fascinating conversation, and I could literally talk to you, the two of you for hours about this. I have talked to Kathy <laughs> for hours about this. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, thank you. Uh, thank you both. Again, um, if you have anything that you want to promote or any parting words of wisdom or encouragement or anything, really, uh, I just want to open the floor so that you can share that information. I've already promoted me. <laughs> I'm already promoted me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, <clears throat> I don't have anything specific, but I, my biggest thing is uh, it, 
I would just, I guess I just want to promote myself because I do want people to know that there's someone who can understand and not just listen. Like I can do more than understand. I can, we can talk about those things. And like we were saying, that's such an important thing. So, um, you know, my name's Colleen Hitman. Find me. <laughs> I'll I'm, talk to you. <laughs> I'm going to promote her for her in a weird way. Oh. So Colleen is a real estate agent. And <laughs> I know that doesn't seem like this connects, but let me tell you, wouldn't you rather have a real estate agent that can feel the energy of a house if you believe in that, you know? So yeah. yes, Colleen Hitman in Southeast Wisconsin. Yes, that, that is actually a good point because I will not sell you a house if I think you're going to have some terrible things happen nope. in there. So. <laughs> I, she won't, promise. <laughs> and places do carry energy. That's why you have places that get reputations for being haunted yep. or yeah. very peaceful. Absolutely. And, and it's yeah. also important to have someone who can help, you know, and again, I'm no expert, I would say, but I have enough knowledge at this point that I can assist in figuring out how to get rid of that energy in case you really love the home. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you have to have it. Yeah. Well, but thank you both again. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk uh, about this kind of stuff again sometime, whether on a podcast or if this thing ever breaks. I know catch you are allergic to fish so we can't do anything like that but uh perhaps coffee or something yes um and thank Perfect. you both again thank you thank you this is the night when the gateway between our world and the spirit world is thinnest tonight is a night to call out to those who came before tonight i honor my ancestors spirits of my fathers and mothers i call to you and welcome you to join me for this night to watch over me always, protecting and guiding me. And tonight I thank you. Your blood runs in my veins. Your spirit is in my heart. Your memories are in my soul. With the gift of remembrance, I remember all of you. You are dead but never forgotten. And you live on within me and within those who are yet to come. <laughs>